You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the seventh episode or shear of Ramban versus Rambam. And we're about to uh, embark on one of the most discussed arguments of the Rambam and the Ramban, and that is the nature of tefillah, and is it indeed a mitzvah, is it a positive command, is there a mitzvah to daven, that is going to be, or to, to daven every day, and in what situation, what is really, which of course is going to get us into the nature of what tefillah is. So I don't expect to be able to completely uh give you the proper breadth of what this debate is about in one shot. Um, but I do hope to have something here that is a self-contained idea. Uh, before we get started, I want to uh, indicate that today's shear is being sponsored by the family of Jerry Pasher, who died uh, a month ago, I think his shloshim was on Erev Shabbos. And uh, he was a very fine man, Yaakov ben Yisrael Moshe. And uh, he was a very inquisitive, strong thinker. And uh, he enhanced our shear every time that he was there and uh, kept me on my toes a lot. And uh, I know he's, uh, as I told his son, I know that he's having... In the base Shomala, I know that he is uh, asking the strong, important questions that create Torah everywhere. So his neshama should have an aliyah. The shloshim uh, should be a, a sign of even greater aliyah, um, and his family should only know neshama. So, as I said, uh, it is the Ramban versus the Rambam. I do want to bridge a little bit from last week into this week in order to sort of like underscore the significance of the Rambam's understanding of, of, of this mitzvah. And I think that um, I was talking to Bob uh, this week, and you're, you're going to see it reflected in many of the commentators, and hopefully we're going to get to them, who are incredibly, um, despite the fact that they come from either a mystical uh, perspective um, or a, a very strong, usually rabbinic, Talmudic, yeshiva slash perspective, they are solidly in the Rambam's camp in this, in this discussion. Uh, it's almost like the Ramban is the strange one. And I think that we, we need to sort of understand both opinions because everybody knows, and I'm not going to spoil any uh, surprise here, the Ramban says, and we'll see if there, there's been an attempt to sort of like misread the Ramban, I think. But the Ramban does say that there is no mitzvah midaraisa to daven every day, to be mispal every day. He says there is, you know, he... Uh, he rejects that and he rejects it, I think pretty strongly. And this uh, causes a lot of consternation. The idea that the great Ramban, the Makubal, the great 
a person from the Kabbalistic perspective, the one who gave us so many principles of avoda and yesodos, uh, of what it means to be a holy person. We've talked about that here in, in this year, should actually say, well, there is no mitzvah of tefillah in Atayra. Now, we're going to see there are, again, certain exceptions where the Ramban might agree, but in generally the idea that, um, you know, I once heard from a great Chesidah Sharov that Aleph Bey's Gimel Dalid means Ich broch I need to go to Shul. That's the Aleph Bey's, we would think of what it means. And yet, according to the Ramban, yeah, it's, it's not Menatayra. It's true, it might be the uh, the rabbis are definitely very strong about it, but God did not necessarily demand that a, a person needs to experience uh, that type of discussion and talk and involvement and standing in front of him every single day. The Ramban doesn't say that. So this is, I think, one of the things which I, I, I want to try to explain. Because, and, and I want and I think that part of the, uh, it, it echoes people, this, this Ramban. And we're going to talk about that. However, let's start with a point that we, uh, uh left off from last week. And that were the, those were the mitzvos that the ovos were purported and the tradition that they fulfilled. And I want to show you the Rambam, and I mentioned this, and I want to emphasize it a little bit more than I did last week. The Rambam says that uh, Adam Arishan, of course, had six uh, mitzvos. As you can see here, we know what they are. Um, um, Noah can say Rimenachai. Um, they was become seven mitzvahs. So that definitely, we talked about that last week. That was a command. Is that the reason why we fulfill the mitzvah? Um, you know, that, that's a question. But clearly, Avram gets more. But then the Rambam adds the words, who is Paul Shachris? And Avram was a mispalo as well. Now, we talked last week, and, 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 and I think we made it very clear that the Ramban's conception of who the, what the Ovos were doing was starkly in contrast to, to the Rambams. And the idea we talked about that the Rambam would have, would have, would have scoffed at the idea of, of, of Avram wearing tefillin or care, being careful about any of the other mitzvahs, where the Ramban says, no, those mitzvahs were actually inherent in what it meant to be an Eretz Yisrael. Those mitzvahs have a life beyond the rationale that justifies them, even in the Torah. Here, the Rambam says, when he's talking about the history of humanity and how Torah develops, the idea of what God's will developing he says Avram was a prayer. Avram did Davin Shachas. When he talks about Yitzchok and the, the, the fact that Yitzchok uh, separated maestros, giving them to someone, uh, some sort of elevated people in his time, Vachosif, the Rambam says, Vachosif Tvila Acheres, with no Sayom. Yitzchok added another Tvila as the day was starting to. Uh, Recede, right? And then when he talks about Yaakov and Gidanosha, which of course is in the Torah itself, he mentions the Hispalel Arvis. So the, the Rambam, what is this? Is many Achronim 
our struggle with this. What is the Rambam doing here? Now, why is the Rambam mentioning, and again, it seems to be so counter to where the Rambam's whole perspective, why is the Rambam even talking about the fact that the Ovos were davening and the Ovos uh, did these tefillot? Um, I mentioned last week uh, the Rambam's language, v'nishlama Torah yodo, that the Rambam sees the seven mitzvos and everything that was happening before Matan Torah and before Moshe Rabbeinu was as as, as a progression. Moshe Rabbeinu, remember we talked about he wielded the big hammer, the big mallet. But why is the Rambam even talking about these three things? He, he, none of the other stuff, right? Uh, the things that uh, that they might have perceived as Ruch HaKodesh, but the Rambam felt it was important for us to know that tefillah was in the books already. That tefillah uh, and, and which is comparable to what we do, was already in the books by Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Now, uh, many discuss this. One of the pioneers in this area of what does it mean the mitzvahs were happening before the Torah was given and what was the Ratzvi Hershchayis, Ratzvi Hershchayis. He was a, a, a person who grew up in, in a um, an intellectual laboratory of a city, a city that, uh, as, uh, as, as um, uh, Professor Heschel has correctly said, was a place that um, was full of, of, of learned Talmud, of learned Balabatim. In fact, it was a place that sometimes Talmud was like uh, the Jews are moving out of Borough Park to Lakewood. It was like a place that people moved to, Brod, in Galicia. Um, Lem, right, also known today, I think, as uh, right, as Lemberg, but this is the um, this was a place that that in the 19th century was uh, every the, the Balabatim were very learned. People moved there uh, from smaller towns. So a place of great, great learning, a lot of intellectual ferment, and in that that was the city that Svihar Shchayus uh, was raised. And he had two interesting teachers. His main teacher was actually, we've talked about him in the past, Raphael Salvin Margolis, who was not the official rabbi. He was actually a businessman. He had hard, what was called, I heard Rabbi Gifter Satsal say, he had hardware stores. And he, he had more than one. So um, Raphael Salman uh, was an incredible uh, prolific writer, was known as one of the Poske Ador, incredibly uh, a fertile mind, uh, and a, a very wealthy man, a supporter of Taira, a Dayan, a Paisik, really an interesting person. And that was one of Tzvi Hershchayis' Rebbeim. One of his, his other Rebbe was um, uh, Rav Nachman Krachmo, who was one of the, and you might have heard that name, was was one of the fathers of what was considered Gal, the Haskal of Galicia. And therefore, uh, there was sort of a synthesis in Tzvi Hershchayis' life. Uh, he was the Rav in a number of cities in Galicia, but he also was able to satisfy uh, the government's demands that we need a rabbi who speaks German, who writes in German, uh, a rabbi who's, who's proficient in the language uh, of the community, who was somewhat... Uh, a more learned person. And he was a person who was, uh, there's been many studies about him. Rav Huttner's daughter, Berea David, you can find it online. She wrote a doctorate about Seher Shchayas and his his role. So he was, an in, in, in a way, an inventor of the whole area of, of study. And one of the areas that he, he devoted himself to was 
figuring out what the Torah was and what the Torah is about. And um, he, he was a, uh, in his time, uh, again, somewhat, somewhat controversial. But anyway, he writes here and in, in his commentary on Ovos, he says, why does the Rambam mention about Avram davening Shachris and Yitzchak Mincha? Uh, if you look in the Hilchas Tefillah, the Rambam says that those reason why we daven those Tefillahs, uh, Shachris, Mincha, and Mariv, is because connected to Midian, because they have to align with the Korbanot that were brought at those times. Um, and everybody agree. But so Chaya says, you need to say that there's no argument those men definitely, for their community, wanted this to happen. They were Masak and Tfilos. Because the Rambam and Hilchos Malachim that we just read is talking about Hispashtus Mitzvah Hashem. The Mitzvah Hashem were in the, were part of creation even before Moshe, but they were spreading. Now, of course, we don't do that because of of the Avos, he says, the Avos were misakin them. But that's not the reason why we daven today. It's because that the Anche Knesset Hagdova realized, sort of knew that these Takonos were in the book already. And then they aligned it with the Korbanos, which of course were one of the main features of the time of the Anche Knesset Hagdova. But it's only because of the takon of the Antichrist that we that we have these specific rules. However, if you look in the language the Gemara Chayas points out, the Ovos were the progenitors of this idea, and the rabbis who sort of like you know, used korbanos and fused it with what the Ovos did. Zos bevade borer the Ovos tiknu. Now, once again, Chayas has a half of an answer for us. He doesn't really explain why the Rambam, in other words, in Hilchas Tefillah, the Rambam doesn't say it. In Hilchas Malachim, he does. Because in terms of why we daven three times a day, that's rabbinical. But in what he wants us to know is that the mitzvos of God were already around even before Moshe Rabbeinu, and were part of creation, and they were they were they they, they were there. Technically, why we fulfill them is is another point. But th- what was there before Matan Torah, even though they now, the what what forces us to keep them is God's new command. But those words, those, those mitzvahs were there. The Rambam wants us to know that tefillah was there. That, that the, and, and, and the idea of a constant tefillah was part of the world. Now, it's true. Why does the Rambam need that? Because he knows he's, he's on shaky ground here. <laughs> In other words, the Rambam knows he's on shaky ground when he's going to actually push the idea that you need to daven every day. So he is happy in this case, in this instance, to hearken to what it says about Avram Yitzhak Yaakov and say, of course, tefillah has, has been part of our history even before we got the Torah. And it reflects God's will that there should be tefillah every day. 
as we know from Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, even though that's not the reason why we're doing it. Okay, that's the sort of a, a paradox, but that's, you, 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 we, can, we can wear those two hats. On one hand, if, if it's just, again, the Rambam knows that he is in a weak situation here trying to uh, justify the idea of tefillah, the fact that he has this antecedent of Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, and that represents the will of God, as the Marxia says, spreading in the world. Um, now, where is the source in the Torah? Okay, well, the source in the Torah, as we're going to see, and I'm going to jump here, and then I'm going to jump back. Let's go to the source in the Torah for a second, where the Rambam knows that tefillah is a mitzvah from the Torah. Okay, some of you might already know. Um, and I, I want to address a question that was asked to me last, uh, maybe it was last Sunday night or Monday night by Bob. But the Rambam, and uh, actually even before the Rambam, Sadyagon, uh, both say clearly that uh, to Davin is a mitzvah every day. So even before the Rambam said it, Sadyagon already had written it. Here is Sadia. Es Hashem elokecha tira v'osa sa'avod. Okay. That's a Pasuk in Parshas Ekev. B'tfila. That's what it says. So now, he does say, Erev uboker yechduhu ba'os. So, you could read Sadia to be saying that you're supposed to actually daven even twice a day. Or it could be this is going on only Kriyachma. The question is, is Erev Aboker going on Tfiba Osa Sabot? In other words, Esashem Okafatira, the Osa Tabot Bitfiva. This is a poem that Sadia had written. So it's possible it's it's possible it's once a day, or it's possible it's twice, just like Kriyashma. But Sadia's already on record that tefillah is a mitzvah. Um, the Rambam, as you can see in Sefer Mitzvah says, it's the fifth of his mitzvahs. And of course, the first couple of them are Yichad Hashem and, and Yira and Ava. Uh, it's, it's really one of the most important mitzvahs. The Rambam has it as the number five mitzvah. Uh, and Dveikas Hashem is actually after that mitzvah. And the Rambam says, a mitzvah chamishah now, Avdo, right, to serve God. Um, and that's the, of course, that's the, the full service, as we've talked about. Serving, what does it mean to serve God in a full way? There's a number of times that this mitzvah shows up, the Rambam says. And the Rambam, um, and I've checked a number of the manuscripts, the Rambam quotes four psukim, uh, to prove his point. Okay? So I'm going to read you the psukim, and then I'm going to show you the context. Let's take a look at the psukim first. The first pasuk is, pasuk in Parshas Mishpatam, Ivivadatem es Hashem Elokeichem. Okay? The second one is, the pasuk in Parshas Rei, we just had it, Vaoso Saavodu. The other Pasuk is in Parshas Ekev, but also Savod. 
And then the Rambam quotes the Pasik in Parshas Veschanan, Ula Ovdo. So those are his four psukim that prove his point. Now, Then the Rambam points out, I know you're going to ask on me, even though this command seems to be an overarching one, it seems to be a command that is quite expansive and seems to be not just limited to a specific thing, it's a command that, and therefore, it shouldn't be a mitzvah because it means all the mitzvos, serve me, serve me, kamosha biarnu, bishorish harivi, as I've already explained in my fourth principle, and we'll going back to that in a minute. Hine yesh bo yichot shudzivli betvila. There is, and the, uh, the, uh, I looked up the Arabic, uh, the word in Arabic is tachtzitz. There's a tachtzitz, there's a specific interpretation of it, which means what the Rambam is doing here is the Rambam is not denying that the word, the Rambam is not saying that there's only one way to be an Eved Hashem. In fact, being an Eved Hashem is a total picture. Yet, at the same time, there is a specific mitzvah of Avodah Hashem that is tefillah. And that's what the Rambam is going to have to prove. Because it would seem the Rambam, even from his own perspective, as he's already indicated, should not consider it a specific mitzvah. Avoda can take many forms, and it does. For some people, it's going to work. For some people, it's, it's doing chesed. It's chesed and work. It's spending time with your family. It's, 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 it's making the world a better place. It's discovering a cure for diseases. One could say Avodas Hashem is, 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 is a mindset that inhabits uh, the whole gamut of human behavior. And yet the Rambam is saying there's a specific mitzvah that is tefillah. And the Rambam, in order to prove this, the Rambam is going to rely on Chazal to prove that. The Chazal say that that is true. Now, <laughs> before I show you the Chazalim, I want to go back, if you don't mind, to the Psukim themselves, where the Rambam, where we supposedly, these are the Psukim of Tefillah. Let's go to the first one, the one that the Rambam quotes here and in Mishnah Torah. This is in Parshas Mishpatim. Now, it's always great, no matter what you're doing, to get a, uh, a let the camera pan out and go from the close-up to the complete picture. So here's the complete picture of that Pasuk, which the Rambam quotes here and in, uh, in the Yad Chazokah. How does it start? The Parsha starts with this idea. God says, I'm sending a Malach, and that Malach is going to guard you, and is going to bring you to Eretz Yisrael. Listen to that Malach. Because you know what? The Malach's not me. That Malach's a tough dude. <laughs> the Malach is going to get you into Eretz Yisrael. He's got my power, but you got to be careful the way you deal with him. 
If you listen to that Malach, and again, this is another discussion about who this Malach is. Then if you do what I want, you'll see. Your, your enemies will be my enemies. And I will put into pressure the people who are trying to pressure you. Because my Malach will go in front of you. And you know what's going to happen? As we know, it's going to, my Malach has those powers to get rid of all those nations. They're going to be subdued and finished. However, you're going to be in their country. You're going to get to Eretz Yisrael, in other words. Don't try to act like them. You should destroy Again, they're gods. Shaber to Shaber Now, you look at that Pusik, you look at the contrast. In other words, you guys are going into a place that has an infrastructure. Like the Nitzib says, some of those, even those people who they made peace with, even some of those people who said, okay, I'm going to become an be Makabo Sheva Mitzvah, don't kill me, okay, I'm going to. Eventually, Nitzib says, they're going to say, how do you work this country? How come there's no water? What are we supposed to do? So then Ziv said, well, you might take one of these guys who's technically, I'm a practicing uh, Gertoshev now, but I'll tell you what uh, used to work. And then he's going to start telling you about the various idol and the various icon and the various divining rod and a star and a planet or something else that used to work. And that's why God has to say, Hey, I know you're getting their lands. I, I, get rid of their uh, their icons. Get rid of their avodazara. Serve me, and you'll see it'll work. And you'll see your water will be your 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 bread and water. Things will be great. And diseases will I will get rid of the diseases from within you. So this is the source, again, that the Rambam has for Tefillah. If you look at the Pasuk, though, right, it doesn't, it just seems to be a contrast, right? Maybe Avoda means something else. How do you know it means some sort of talking to God and, and speaking with him and, 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 and appealing to him? Okay, so we'll see. Obviously, the Rambam needs some help. By the way, uh, a 35-second aside. This Pusik, which is the Pusik, by the way, of, of, of the Rambam of Tfila, but it also says, your bread and your water will be, which everybody needs. Everybody needs to, to put the food on the table and pay the mortgage. But it's interesting, when it comes to someone who's ill, it doesn't say, um, right, uh, the, the, in, in Nistar. Here it says, serve your God, someone who's out there. And it, and that God will bless your bread. But when it comes to the, the person who's ill, God becomes personal. I'm there. Yet yeah, when it comes to the day by day, there's a certain distance and a certain program that you have to be in. But as we know, the Shechin is when it comes to someone who's ill, in the, in, the, in the exact same pasuk, God switches to saying, and, and I will get rid of the machla that's within you. All of a sudden, God is talking in the first person. Up until now, we're talking about a malach, and we're talking about God referring to himself in the third person. Always remember, when, when, when things get worse, 
and you're in your nebuchadnezzar you're suffering from from illness god suddenly becomes very close and god god says don't worry i'll get rid of that machla from within you anyway that's the first pasuk which again as you can see is somewhat problematic what about the pasuk the second pasuk the rambam quotes which was from last week's parsha right a parsha that many of you might have uh, uh, felt wow it's very interesting parsha about the Novi Sheker, remember? The Novi Sheker says, go and serve Avodah right? And even though his, he seems to be a miracle worker, he seems to have walked on water, he did other great miracles, he was able to predict things. Don't listen to him. God is testing you. Do you love him? Do you love him with all your heart? Do you love him with all your soul? Even though this new charismatic figure has arisen and seems to be commanding other stuff, he wants, he's testing you. And therefore, you need to know. It's after God you should walk, not this new person. He should die, meaning no one is bigger than God. And even though there's going to be a time there, it's after it's going to be in our history when this person has a movement and he has people behind him and he brings people out in large numbers and he cures people. No, go with God. And you have to kill that person. Once again, the Rambam says this is the Pasuk of Tefillah. In context, it doesn't seem that way. Okay? That's the second Pasuk. What's, right? Um, let's take a look at the third Pasuk. The third Pasuk is um, from Parshas Akev. Let's take a look at there. Once again, God brings us into Eretz Yisrael. They are incredibly p- tremendous cities. You didn't build them. You didn't fill them. There's there's Krumim and Zaysim that you didn't plant. But those guys ran. They ran. It was the big Nakba for them. They ran and they were killed and they ran away. And we've got, look at all their houses and stuff. We don't even need to, we don't even need to, to, to farm and build buildings. We've got, we've got it all ready for us. Don't think, don't forget about God. Let's always remember, even when you've got it so good, after you've taken over the country, that it's God that you have to fear. It's God that you have to serve. Don't go after Elim Acherim, Amim, Asher Svivo Seichem. Once again, the same idea. Does this seem to be a mitzvah of davening every day? Again, the Rambam needs a lot of help here. These psukim do not seem in pshat to indicate that as, at all. And now we come to the big one, right? The one that everybody is aware because we say it every day. The Rambam, by the way, does not quote this as the pasuk. This is this is this is source number four. And let's see. Remember. If you will listen to my mitzvahs that I'm commanding, to love God, to serve him with all your heart, with all your soul, 
And if you do that, you're going to get motor, you get your amalkosh, you're going to you're going to be able to have lands, you're going to get what you need, you're going to be able to feed your animals. But don't go after the other avodah Otherwise, you're going to get thrown out of the land. As we know, first of all, it's going to be difficult in Eretz Yisrael. And then, uh, as we know, you're going to you're going to lose it. Okay, that is to daven. In other words, um, love God, and and you have to daven every day. It doesn't seem to be the pshat. The pshat seems to be again that. Uh, the contrast, right, of, of understanding we're avodim of Hashem and serving Him in so in so many ways, and not being taken in by the, what would be the reasons to do avodah zara. So the Rambam needs. So the Rambam, these four psukim themselves don't stand on their own, right? What does he need? He needs to have Chazal to help him out. Now, Bob was asking me, but hasn't he contradicted himself? Didn't he say, I mean, the Ramam is sort of saying, I know I said you can't count these as independent mitzvahs, but Chazal do say it's a specific mitzvah. Um, and I think that's going to be part of the answer. The Rambam is, is, is writing in his mind uh, that Chazal have a right. Now, again, this is sort of the exception to the rule. Sometimes, for example, where the Torah writes, um, keep all my mitzvahs, shamor, or listen to what I have to say, that term in itself would mean every mitzvah. Every mitzvah needs to be listened to. Everything needs to be uh, kept. Whereas, I would have thought avoda means everything, but chazal are telling me not. Chazal are telling me means something very specific. If Chazal were saying that, well, I, I've got to alter my rule, as the Rambam says. Now, uh, you know, I don't want to get bogged down in Shorish Dalid, but sh- the Rambam is actually leaves himself some room in Shorish Dalid uh, to say this. Um, uh, it, so. You know, I know I said a couple minutes ago I wanted to try to, to to zero in on how he's able to do this, how he's able to walk in both worlds. He's able to keep his Shorish Dalid saying, well, if the Torah writes the Shemartem as Mishmarti, if the Torah writes Shemartem as Brisi, or as Mishpatai Tasu, here I'm going backwards here, it doesn't mean a separate mitzvah. It means all mitzvahs. And here, all of a sudden, when it talks about Avoda, the Rambam says it means a specific mitzvah that's counted. Part of the reason why the Rambam is able to do this is because he feels Chazal give him the opening. Chazal say it's a mitzvah. And therefore, he needs to, in a way, uh, write a little bit of a caveat to his principle. Uh, I think that's enough for now. I, I, we could go into it a little more in depth, perhaps at a different time. But but I, I, I want to try to bring out, and again, without getting into too much detail, he, he, even his Shorish Dalit is not as solid as you might think. That, and, and, and again, I can show this to you at, in a different time, perhaps in a different shear. 
But the simple answer to Bob's question is that the Rambam wouldn't have done it on his own. But the Rambam feels that, look, he's not making this up. He, he, he represents a, a interpreter. Even though we've sort of painted the Rambam as a pick and choose guy, that the Rambam takes the Chazal that he likes and, and, and doesn't, you know, rejects the Chazal and that he's not so interested in, the Rambam would not, um, own up to that. The Rambam would rather say that not everything in the Chazal, uh, is as solid as everything else. Um, like for example, if there are Midrashim that talk about the others putting on tefillin, okay, so, or, or, or Avram keeping Erev Tavshilin, you neither need to interpret those allegorically or you just reject them totally. But if Chazal say without any one Manda Omar talking, the Chazal themselves say, this is what this means, then you've got to change your perspective. And even though logically you would say, why would I think this is a specific mitzvah if it can include everything? Okay, this is the, that's the exception. That, that's the simple answer um, to, 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 to Bob's point. It's a little more complicated than that, but that's the simple answer. Okay, well, now let's take a look. Now the Rambam really needs Chazal to justify where he is. So let's see. So he says, the Sifrei, okay? The Sifrei says, That's the Sifrei where? The Sifrei on Lo'ovdo uh, Bechol Um The, um, okay, that's the Sifrei. The, that Lo'ovdo Zutfila. Here's the Sifrei, by the way. Um, let's see if I have it here. Um, actually, I have it someplace else, but, um, the problem with the Sifre is, is that the Rambam then quotes this other part. Hmm. What's that? Didn't he just say it as one Yichud and all of a sudden he's talking about Talmud? Now, it could be the Rambam says, well, I, I want to be honest. But that sort of knocks the Rambam's boat off. The Rambam says it means one thing specifically, which is tefillah. And we'll see what tefillah is. Tefillah, according to the Rambam, has a very specific thing. It's, 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 it's based on the inherent human condition that we all need something, that we all have things that we'd like to be better in our life. So therefore, we have to precede it with shevach to God, recognizing that there's this, this being, the omniscient being, omnipresent being who's able to do anything. So I first need to be able to own up and recognize who I'm talking to. And then I have to be able to spill my guts and say what I need and understand how I'm missing stuff and that God is the answer. And then I have to praise God for everything else that he's done. That's the mitzvah in Torah that every one of us has to do every day. That's the mitzvah of tefillah. Okay? The Rambam says this in the very beginning of Hilchah's tefillah. Um, that's the mitzvah of tefillah. Now, um, so you need a source for that. You need a source that you need to do that every single day. So the Rambam quotes the Sifrei, a pretty good source, a very good source, if it really says what it says, if what he's saying it says. Let's look at the Sifrei again, the way the Rambam quotes it. 
Talmud. Talmud? Does that mean, okay, isn't that from Limadatam Asamas Ben Eichem? Or Vishinamtam Levanecha? That's learning. What's that doing there? And if the Sifrei quotes both, hmm, it's giving me more than one option. Maybe it means there's, there's, there's other things you could do as well. This is a problem that not that many have, have commented on. Um, Rav Salvechik has a Hezbeirim and uh, the, the very fine Talmud Chocham, Rav Israel Cement uh, in Chicago, who some of you might be aware of, who's written Svarim on the Rambam, also points this out. But this seems to actually go, this seems to fly in the face of, of, of the Rambam's whole, whole point. Okay, that's one problematic Sifrei. I'll show you the whole Sifrei in a couple of minutes. Then he quotes something, a, a medrash that for many people was completely lost for hundreds and hundreds of years um, uh, throughout the, from the, from the late Middle Ages till 1934. Most Rabbanim had no idea where this statement came from. The Rambam quotes the, the teaching of Rebbe Eliezer, the son of Rabbi Yossi Aglibi. Okay. Here it is. Minayim le'ikar tefillah betocha mitzvos, the Rambam quotes. Boy, that's a pretty strong language. That sounds like exactly what the Rambam wants. How do I know that tefillah is a mitzvah? Right? That language is, is, is perfect for the Rambam, for he wants to prove it. This is a separate mitzvah. In other words, that tefillah is in there, not just avoda. So the Sifrei, the, 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 the uh, Medrash of Rebbe Liezer, quotes a new Pasuk. This again is a Pasuk in uh, Parshas uh, Akev. And you can see this is, of course, uh, one of the most famous passages in the Torah. What is it that God wants from you? Remember this? To walk in God's ways. Right? All these things, which we all know, is is almost everything it means to be a Jew. And by the way, the the Medrash does not zero in on this Pasik, which Lachore would be the place to, to zero in on, right? If I was Mr. Medrash uh, man, and I would look at and, and, and I and I'd see what the Rambam says, oh this is this is the Rambam source. This is the Pasik. No, that's not what it is. Because here it means here it clearly means all mitzvos, and here it says God has everything, but He loves you. It's well, actually, He loves our avos, and therefore um, God desires them to love them, and He chose you, and therefore you need to uh, you need to uh, cut off the foreskins on your heart that 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 fat that that stops you from being a living, thinking, uh, sensitive person, and stop being so stubborn. God is your God. He's, again, like the Ramban, we know what that means, in charge of the whole world and all those other superpowers. And this, of course, is where we get Shemona Esrei from. This is where those words of Shemona Esrei come from. It's not like the Avodah Zorah situation where you throw him an animal and you say 20 Hail Marys. No. What God wants is a real change in a person. Love that gear, 
fear God, oso sa'avod, ubo tidbak, uvishmo tishavea. Why? Because hu tihilascha, this is what we say also, kisi laseinu otta, remember? Hu tihilascha, he's our tihila, he's our God, that asher osa itcha, that he did with you, the gedolos and the noros, asheru enecha. So this is the Pasik in um, that the Medrash uh, quotes. And it says, this is the proof. How do you know tefillah is bitoch mitzvos? Because it says, es Hashem savo. This shows you that tefillah is a mitzvah. All right. Once again, in context, it's not clear. Then the Rambam quotes, so the Rambam has quoted two Midrashim. Now he quotes a third. And this is also, this is essentially from the Sifrei, but the words, the way they have it here, they are from what was discovered by, and I want to get into this, I talked about him last week, Rabbi David C. Hoffman. Um, he was able to piece together something that he calls the Medrash Tanoim, and the way he was able to piece it together was by discovering manuscripts that came out of uh, Yemen. And in other words, the manuscripts of Yemen were called the Medrash Hagodo. And it was clear that the, the, that the scholars in Yemen had access to Medrashim in a different, uh, as, uh, ang- little bit of a different um, context than we had. Uh, and many of the Medrashim quoted by the Rishonim were lost in the Middle Ages, but were rediscovered when the Yemenites started to move to Eretz Yisrael and, and their libraries started to become open. So we're able to discover that. Uh, and in, and, and Dovetsi Hoffman published the Sefer, which he calls Medrash Tanoim, which he basically um, extracted from the Medrash Tanoim. He says some of this is clearly from later generations, but he was using his scholarly uh, incision. He was able to figure out what's from the Chazal and what's not. So here's the Chazal, the way Hoffman uh, constructed it. Uh, the Pusik says, and this again is based on our last week's Parsha, Parsha Sir A. All right. Um, or it's, it's either the cloud or you're going to act like God and be a good person. Fear God means be scared. Mitzvahs of all the mitzvahs. Uvekolo tishmu bekol neviyav vaosa savodu avduhu bitoroso. Serve God. Now look what it says. Bitoroso avduhu bimikdosho. Now. That is the Chazal that the Rambam quotes. Now, the Sifrei, which is a much more standard source, doesn't as of duhu. Look at the language here. Ofdo bitoroso. The way you serve him is with Torah. The way you serve him is with the Mikdash. The Rambam quotes the, this version with the extra vav, meaning serve him of Duhuk, the way you serve him 
of do who go to serve him by Torah, go to serve him in the Beis HaMikdash. That's what the Rambam wants. Because as you can see here, the Rambam says, what does that mean? What do you mean to serve him in the Beis HaMikdash? It doesn't say tefillah there at all. But the Rambam now says, but it says serve him in the Beis HaMikdash. You know what the Beis HaMikdash is? The Beis HaMikdash is the place where you daven. <laughs> so that's a source, that's a proof that serving means davening. In other words, the, the Medrash Tanoim says, of duhu bimikdosho. It would say avdo bimikdosho means, I'd say, you're serving him in the Beis HaMikdash. When you're in the Beis HaMikdash, that is service of God, which is the way the Ramban understands this. The Chazal aren't saying Beis HaMikdash is a specific way of serving him. But the Rambam learns it with this, with this extra vav that it means of do who go and serve him where? In the Mikdash. Not through the Beis HaMikdash, but in the Mikdash is how you serve him. So the Rambam says, what does it mean through the Beis HaMikdash you serve him? It means So let's take a look at the three sources again the Rambam has. The first source is, right? L'avdo b'chol l'vavchem. Zut tefillah. It says specifically the word tefillah. There's a little asterisk here because it also says Talmud. Okay? The second one is the, is the, is the Mishnah Sashrab Eliezer that says, Minayim le'ikar tefillah b'toch ha-mitzvos, as if it's a mitzvah. So it says the word tefillah, and it's also zeroing in that it's a mitzvah, despite the fact that you might have thought it's, it, it, it's, it's more of a general point. Okay, that's, that's proof number two. And the third proof the Rambam has is from this, uh, he, he doesn't even say it's the Sifrei, but it's a sort of a, um, it's sort of an, uh, a, a, a cousin or a very close cousin to the Sifrei, where it says, of do who, meaning you serve him where? In the Beis HaMikdash. And the Rambam says, well, what do you think serving in the Beis HaMikdash means? Serving in the Beis HaMikdash? <laughs> I'm not a Kohen. How am I serving in the Beis HaMikdash? Right? <laughs> so it doesn't mean all Avoda is, is that when the base that Avoda in the Beis HaMikdash is going on, that's Avoda. You could say that, by the way. You could say what God was saying is, I want to make sure that the Beis HaMikdash is functioning. But the Rambam has a prejudice here. The Rambam wants it to mean, because of Duhu, every one of you can go and serve God in the Beis HaMikdash. How is that? Go there. If you go there, you'll daven there. That's what the Beis HaMikdash was. More than, and again, this feeds into the Rambam's own prejudice about the purpose of the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash wasn't a place necessarily for slaughtering and korbanos to happen and for the magic of what korbanos was supposed to do to the world. That did happen. <laughs> but it was also a place primarily to get humans there to daven, right? That's what the Beis HaMikdash was about. And therefore, even if you can't get to the Beis HaMikdash, when it says of du b'mikdasha, when Chazal are saying that's what it means, oso savodo, meaning you will serve him, even if you don't have the Beis HaMikdash there, look what the Rambam says, v'negdo, you're facing towards it. And that doesn't just mean 
your body is aligned east and you got the compass out and you're saying, okay, it's got to be 100% east Yerushalayim. I got to point it, okay? And that's why you have, I don't know, in many shuls, I think uh, in Ortora, I remember some people daven that way, but I don't remember. But I know we are in Elizabeth and others. There are some people that are davening mamish, like, like they're not davening straight. They're davening like with a little turn towards where Yerushalayim is. That's good that they're doing it. I'm not trying to make fun of that. A little bit. But I'm not, that's not, that's not my main point. My main point is, is that according to the Rambam, that's all, in other words, the Beis HaMikdash is, 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 implies, or you can deduce that it's about davening. Because the whole point is the Beis HaMikdash becomes a, a mind device for your davening. The Beis HaMikdash, if I'm telling you, the Chazal are telling you, everyone throughout the generations, even after the Chorban, serves God in the Beis HaMikdash, how do we serve God in the Beis HaMikdash? The way we do it is, is that we we conjure up in our brain the image of the Beis HaMikdash, and then we we we, we direct our tefillos to God there. So th- those are his, his uh, that's it, those are his sources, that tefillos v'chol now, uh, if you can see here on the on the screen, I point out that this medrash of Rebbe Yezer Aglili was finally pu- published in 1934 by uh, a, a professor or a rabbi. I'm not sure if he had a rabbinical degree. Enelau Hillel Gershom Enelau, and it's a very he does very great notes about it. Um, but when I it, it's a it's an obscure medrash, but when I look at it. And you can see it out here as, as it's coming up on the screen. There's a very interesting statement here that it's better the one who davens shalom mitzora, better the one who davens when something hasn't happened yet, when something could happen. And he says, that's the way the Nevi'im were. If somebody is quiet when, it's, when things are good and is only davening based tzora, that's like someone who doesn't really care. That's the, you'll see in a minute why I'm, I'm quoting this to you. And then it talks, the Medrash goes on to about how the Nevi'im, very lengthy Medrash here, how the Nevi'im always davened, uh, um, uh, not a Tzorah, even when things were good, and we should be the same way. Right after that, it says, And that's what the Rambam wanted, Okay. Now, no, if you look in the, it says, it doesn't even mention Oso Savo there, meaning Avoda is Tfila. Look at the words here. It says, Hu Tila Secha. The Tfila, Utfila Achasi. Not, again, the Rambam, Rambam might have had different words here than we have. But these words do not say that Avoda is, is, is it? This is a, um, this is a drash. This is a law. This is a beautiful written drash. Because it says, Hu Aha, God is our Tehillah. Tehillah is Tefillah. So that's how you see that the Rambam didn't quote that part. The Rambam quoted the idea of Tavod. Um, and then look what it says. Minayin Sha'omer Ha'ela Goto Agibar Varnora. How do you know you're supposed to say that? And Ezra said it. 
How do you know that you're supposed to mention the three Avos? How do you know the first Bracha should mention the three Avos? Again, How do we know you're supposed to say Mogan Avram? How do you know Tchias HaMesim is part of davening? Hello, Rambam. This Medrash is justifying Arshmon Esrei. This Medrash is a, is, 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 a, uh, is a sermon. It's a sermon that that rabbi composed to take what was well known, the Shemona Esrei with all its brachos, and finding scriptural basis for everything that's in the Shemona Esrei that was created. This is not a medrash that's trying to chisel out the mitzvah of tefillah. This is a medrash that's trying to justify the rabbinical tefillah. The Rambam himself, every single thing that you're seeing on the screen here, which is from the same medrash, which is also saying minayan, 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 all of these things are rabbinical constructs. And the Rambam knew that. Now, either the Rambam didn't have the rest of this medrash, or the Rambam was so taken by that language what does he say? Betocha mitzvos. But the Rambam took that one piece, and I, again, I, I, again, I found this. I, I, I cut and paste. I cut and pasted it exactly. It doesn't even zero in on the word avoda. And then the med, this same medrash goes to town, basically just extolling kibbutz, golis, all the parts of davening, the Rambam himself will be the first one to tell you are not rabbinic, or are rabbinic. So, <laughs> let's go back now to the three sources. Source number one mentions learning, okay? That shows you it ain't just about davening. Source number two is obviously a drash, as you can see it. Source number three didn't even mention davening. It mentioned, it said, avdu bimikdasho, avdu bitoroso. Who says avdu bimikdasho means go to the base of mikdash or daven in the base of mikdash? It's just saying that God wants avoda on, on, on a massive level. And a massive level means what's happening in the base of mikdash, there's also avoda. Now you're going to ask me, what does the regular czar do for the base of mikdash other than send money? Well, sending money is important. And we know the Anche Maimud were there as well. And, and, and that meant they were representatives of everybody of Klal Yisrael. And they were there a, a number of times a year. So, okay. The Rambam, uh, uh, in, in, in the Rambam, two other, three other places talks about the mitzvah of davening. One, okay, the Rambam in the beginning of Mishnah Torah uh, gives you his uh, in- introduction, and he mentions all the mitzvahs. So one mitzvah he says here, liyispalelo, okay, shenemer vadatam Hashem elokeichem, avodazuitvila, that's the Pasuk and Parshas Mishpatim. Then when he's, right before he starts Hilchas Tfila, he says, there's two mitzvahs I say, one of them is Tfila, and here he says, laavodas Hashem b'chol yom b'tfila. So Rav Cement points out, and I would have—I think I would have noticed it myself. But but you can take a look here that the Rambam has three ways to describe this mitzvah. In Sefer Mitzvah, he says the mitzvah is to be oved. Then he says the mitzvah is to daven, and then he puts them together. To it's to serve God with tefillah. That's the mitzvah. All right. Those are the the the. the there's the Rambam. Now, um, 
in Mishnah Torah, the Rambam says it's mi piyashmua. It's not on this pasuk, by the way. It's not on the pasuk the Rambam quoted. It's the three other chazal that I've sort of, I think, done a pretty good job, and I, I had help <laughs> uh, puncturing. Mi piyashmua. We know from Kabbalah's chazal that this pasuk, although it's not on that pasuk, that this, but the word avoda in general means tvila. And what's the proof? Because it says bechol levavchen. I see. Now we're getting somewhere. Okay. This is something the Rambam does not quote in Sefer Mitzvahs. This is something from the Gemara in Tainus, near Shalmi. Okay, now I got it. In other words, the fact that it says to serve God with your heart, that can't just be going out to work and being a good person. That has to be believe. Believe is mental. Believe is what you're imagining. Believe is what you're thinking about. Believe is how you're cognizant of other things. That has to be tefillah. Okay. Uh, the Rambam then goes on to say that uh, the Rabban are the ones who come up with the number of tefillahs that you have to do. But therefore, then the Rambam says, therefore women are chayiv and tefillah. Women cannot say, women have a mitzvah of tefillah because... It's a mitzvah to say shaleyaz man grama. You have to do it every day, no specific time. So women are chayiv and tefillah for that reason. Uh, the achronim say that, um, you know, according you know according to this, um, yeah, that they it, it's it, would it be uh, what are they chayiv in? Are they chayiv to daven the whole shmon esrei, or are they chayiv to daven all three shmon esreis? Does the Rambam mean that? Uh, the Rambam does say that that, that women are chayiv; it, it, they can't get out of this. Now, in other words, put it this way: if it's rabbinic, rab, then the rabbis came up with certain times to daven, so women wouldn't have to daven, right? But since it's not rabbinic, then women do need to daven, according to the Rambam. Now, if you hold like the Ramban, and obviously we're going to get to next week more in depth, according to the Ramban, um, it's all it's all midrabbana. So women would be potter, seemingly. Now the Gemara says they're chayiv, but <laughs> we'll see how the Ramban warns that piece of Gemara. But according to the, the, the Rambam is saying, it's because Tfilah's Minatora that women have to daven. Because if it would be rabbinic, then the rabbis constructed a mitzvah that has time bounds. And the same way the Torah says a time bound mitzvah women don't have to do, the same thing is true with the rabbis. So it's only because Tfilah's minatorah that women are chayiv. Now, how, how much are they chayiv in? Are they chayiv in only chakras or what? Are they chayiv to, right? Or is it like um, Diane Warwick said, right? Dion Warwick says, right? You know, the moment I wake up, right? I say a little prayer. That's what the Mogan Avram says. Mogan Avram says, according to the Rambam, they could be yotze with, with a little prayer. They don't even have to do the Oshman Esra and their Mekayim, their mitzvah. Because the ones, the thing that the rabbis made they would be potterit. Um, as, and as long as it has, of course, these three elements. Um, so that's that, that it has to, in other words, you have to say shevach and then really beg God and then give hodah. If you don't do that, you're not makayim your mitzvah of tefillah. So even if a woman would say a small little prayer, um, that prayer would, right, that little prayer would have to have all three elements, according to the Rambam. And 
get it. So there's the Rambam. There we've staked out the Rambam in terms of, 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 of his perspective. And well, next week we'll get to the, the other side of the coin. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 